Welcome, welcome, welcome to Restore Online. Uh, my name is Troy McMahon. I get the privilege to be the lead pastor here at Restore. You know, as I was reflecting back over the course of the last week, I realized that I've now been doing vocational ministry as a pastor for nearly half of my life, 27 years to be exact. Now, over the years, I've had so many conversations, first-time conversations with people, and the conversation goes like, hey, we have a little small talk, and eventually it gets to, so what do you do for a living? And I will tell them I'm a pastor. And as soon as I say that, they get this look, and this look of, oh, no. He's going to ask me about my deepest, darkest secret or sin. Now, of course, I never ask that. But what I find so interesting is usually sometime in the middle of that first conversation, frequently, they'll share some really deep stuff about their life and their struggles. Because the truth is, we all battle temptations of one kind or another. Now, now, maybe your temptation appears innocent, right? Your temptation happens to be those sales signs, or now we get that text or, or that email that, hey, if you buy right now, you can save all this money, and it's kind of like you and I are drawn to those like a moth to a flame. Or, or maybe for you, it's whatever you happen to be binge-watching on whatever streaming service, right? You, you know you've given yourself so much time to watch, and the episode's coming to a close, and you're ready to say, I'm done watching for today, and then all of a sudden it happens, right? Boop! That little button down here pops up. Next episode will begin in 15 seconds. And you just sit there, and you know you're supposed to go spend time with friends or family or get back to work or even fall asleep but you get sucked in. Still, some of our temptations, well, they can lead to way more destructive ends, right? That website, that juicy piece of gossip, that bottle of alcohol or pills. You know, we all face temptations, and if you think you're good at resisting them, well, you're probably wrong. As a matter of fact, Dr. Lauren Nordgren of Northwestern University conducted a study that revealed that most of us, right, we overestimate the self-control that we have against temptation. So the doctor ran a series of experiments where college students, they were tempted to smoke, eat junk food, or forego studying. And here's what he discovered. He found that people are not good at anticipating the power of their urges, and those who are most confident about it, right, and the most confident about their self-control, those are the ones that are most likely to give in to temptation. See, we all know what it feels like to lose the battle of willpower. The Apostle Paul, he understood this battle so well, and he wrote it this way in the book of Romans. He says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. Now, this might be the most relatable thing that Paul ever wrote, right? We all feel that struggle between what we want to do and what we actually do. See, see we want to spend time with God, but man, that snooze bar, oh, it feels so good. We, we want to be kind, but we say harsh words. I mean, we want to lose weight but we still overeat. 
We want to honor our spouse, but we consume pornography. And we want to stay sober, but we find ourselves pouring just one more drink. I mean, the battle is real, my friends. But what if? What if I told you that there is someone, someone who wants to walk with you and I through these battles? What if that someone wants to lead us to a place of freedom? Would you be interested in that someone? Would you want that kind of help and assistance? Well, that's exactly the role the Holy Spirit wants to play in our lives. Here we are in the third week of our series on the Holy Spirit. And what we've discovered is the Holy Spirit is this divine person, the third member of the Trinity. And yet for so many of us that have been on this journey for quite a while, the Spirit, well, it's still so mysterious or unknown. Many of us, we can so much more easily relate with God, right? God the Father, the creator of the universe, the one who reigns over all. We can better understand Jesus, the, the one who walked among us, God become flesh, Jesus our Savior, Jesus our King. But the Holy Spirit, for many of us, the Holy Spirit is kind of what Francis Chan calls the, the forgotten God. We're just not sure how to relate to the Spirit. We're not sure what the Spirit does. And so in this series, while well, we're exploring who the Holy Spirit wants to be in each of our lives, the role the Holy Spirit wants to play. Well, today, we're going to explore how the Holy Spirit desires to help us, help us in our battles, and help us experience freedom. Now, we all face, we all face the I do not do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do battles. See, it's just the reality of life. The late Anthony Bourdain, who tragically died from suicide, he described the battle this way. Here's what he said. He said, look, I understand that inside me there is a greedy, gluttonous, lazy hippie. I understand there's a guy inside me who wants to lay in bed and smoke all day and watch cartoons and old movies. And he goes, I could easily do that. But my whole life is a series of stratagems to avoid and outwit that guy. You see, Bourdain is describing the struggle, right, to tame what the Apostle Paul calls the cravings of the flesh. In, in Ephesians, he writes about this. And he says, all of us, right, that's all, right, you and me, all of us, right, also lived among them at one time. And we gratified the cravings of our flesh, and following desires and its thoughts. Flesh. Now, flesh is a word we don't use very much in the way that the biblical writers used it, right? When Paul speaks of our flesh, well, he's talking about those natural cravings that we feel. It's our desires, right? Our desires to be greedy, our desires to be gluttonous, our, our desires to be lazy that Anthony Bourdain talked about. And well, I have them, you have them, we all have them. Our author and pastor, John Mark Homer, he describes flesh this way. He says, basically, it's our base, primal, animalistic drive for self-gratification, especially pertaining to sensuality, as in sex and food, but also to pleasure in general. 
as well as our instincts for survival, domination, and the need for control. You know, the cravings of our flesh are often our strongest desires. I mean, we want to satisfy them, and we want to satisfy them now. I mean, we think they're going to bring us what we want. But there's an important distinction that I think is so difficult for us to understand, but yet critical. And that is, our strongest desires are not our deepest desires. Let me say that again. Our strongest desires are not our deepest desires. Let me see if I can explain, right? What, what do we feel the moment, right, when we see that piece of cake or that link on a web page or, or, or that bottle of whiskey, right? It, it's sitting before us just raising the desires of our flesh. And those desires, they're strong. Often they're the strongest desires we feel, but they're not actually the deepest, truest desires we hold. Think about it, right? I mean, we might feel a strong desire to eat the piece of cake, to indulge our appetite. But our deepest desire, well, that's really to be healthy, to feel well physically, to steward the body that we've been given so well that it performs over the long haul. I mean, we want to have this strong desire to click on that link on that webpage to indulge our lust. But our deepest desire, well, that's to experience intimate, committed relationships that bring this deep sense of fulfillment to our lives. I mean, we feel this strong desire to pour another glass or to take one more pill to indulge our desire for relief but our deepest desire, right, is to live this life, this life that is mentally, emotionally, and spiritually whole so that we can make this meaningful contribution and leave a legacy in this world. You see, our strongest desires can often be counterfeit. They offer just enough satisfaction, right, to trick us into thinking that they truly satisfy us. Now, sometimes these strongest desires, they're just kind of a degree or two off from our deepest desires. It's why they can be so compelling. But just a degree or two off, well, it can take us way off course. You know, just one degree off on a flight from New York City to Los Angeles, it will put you 40 miles out into the Pacific Ocean rather than on a runway at LAX. You know, when our strongest desires are just a couple of degrees off from our deepest desires, where we end up, man, it can be disastrous. And friends, that's why we need the Holy Spirit. See, one of the roles that the Spirit wants to play in our lives is to guide us to guide us to our deepest desires. The Spirit wants to walk with us through those battles of our flesh and lead us to a place that we experience freedom. It's why the Apostle Paul, he begins one of the most important sections of Scripture about our flesh and the Spirit with these words. In Galatians 5, he writes, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. 
You, you see, the Spirit wants us to experience freedom. However, we often confuse freedom with the ability to do whatever we want, right? That's the story of our Western culture. We're encouraged to pursue our strongest desires. The world tells us, man, hey, 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 if it feels good, then go for it. And yet, man, the irony of pursuing our strongest desires is that we might initially seem to feel like freedom, but ultimately, man, it enslaves us. I mean, Paul tells us that when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. He writes sexual immorality, impurity, lustful desires, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other things like these. Man, I listen, whew, what a list. Just think about it. Think about how many relationships that you have observed that have been destroyed by one or both people thinking that they could be free by doing whatever they wanted. You see, this false sense of freedom, it leads us to all kinds of discord, all kinds of dysfunction. Again, the Apostle Paul, he warns against this in his letter to the Galatians. Here's what he says. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Because beware, beware of destroying one another. You see, the consequences that he was writing about the first century are the same consequences that exist around us today in the 21st century. Uh, The works of the flesh, they destroy unity. They destroy community. And this leads us to a life that's kind of the opposite of freedom that the Spirit wants us to experience. In fact, indulging our sinful nature... It leads us to death, death rather than life. You know, if if the freedom that Paul wrote about isn't just about doing whatever we want, but it's about pursuing our strongest desires, then, then what is it about? Well, for us, us as Christ followers, true freedom is found in our identity as a child of God. You see, Jesus made a way. He made a way for us to be in right relationship with God and right relationship with each other. And it's out of that identity that we experience freedom for a higher purpose, a higher purpose than being slaves to our flesh. Here's how Paul explains. He says, for you, you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. No, no, no. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. True freedom, my friends, is for love. To be truly free is to be led by the Spirit into a new way of life. A way that isn't marked by sexual immorality or hostility or quarreling or outbursts of anger or division. But the Holy Spirit, it produces this kind of fruit in our lives. It produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
You know, according to Paul, this is where the Spirit wants to lead us. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us away from the bondage of slavery to our strongest desires so that you and I can we experience our deepest desires, the desires for love and intimacy, health, wholeness, and purpose. I'll tell you, allowing the Spirit to direct our lives, it's the opposite of indulging the spiritual desires of our flesh. In fact, constraint is actually a part of experiencing true freedom. I mean, we're going to have to say no to some things in order to say yes to the best things. Pastor and theologian Tim Keller, he puts it this way. Before I kind of read you kind of his quote, I just, just got to say, um, P- Pastor Tim Keller, he, he uh, died just a couple weeks ago after a long battle with pancreatic cancer. And as I'd just been reflecting on his life and its impact on so many, I thought about his life and its impact on me. The, the books that he's written, the, the, the sermons and messages that I've listened to, how they've impacted me in such a way that I just thought that I probably used him and quoted him in more messages here at Restore over the last 15 years than any other pastor or theologian. And so it's just with that I think about what well, a well-life lived looks like that's had an impact now but continues to have ripple effects into eternity. This is what Tim Keller writes. He says, if you have musical aptitude, you may give yourself to practice, practice, practice. Right? You practice the piano for years. See, there's a restriction. There's a limit to your freedom. There are many other things that you won't be able to do with the time that you invest in practicing. And if you have the talent, however, the discipline and limitation that you do will unleash your ability that would otherwise go untapped. So what have you done? You've deliberately lost your freedom to engage in some things in order to release yourself into a richer kind of freedom that accomplishes other things. You see, true freedom, it releases us from the bondage of the desires of our flesh and into God's way of, I love this, human flourishing. Friends, I mean, the Spirit wants to lead us. It wants to empower us to live in true freedom. The Apostle Paul, he says this, So I say, you walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And then he also says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. See, this Holy Spirit is not a one and done thing. No, no, we walk by the Spirit. We live by the Spirit. We keep in step with the Spirit. See, Paul makes it clear that in order for you and I to experience true freedom, that we absolutely need the Holy Spirit, not just a one-time thing, but it's a daily lifestyle experience. A life of true freedom, it isn't something we can accomplish just through changing our behavior, trying hard by our own strength. No, no, no. It is empowered by the Spirit. I mean, do me a favor. Think of an eagle, right? Think of an eagle. So in the original language that the New Testament was written in, which was Greek, the Holy Spirit was actually written as the word pneuma. And pneuma means this current of air. And when an eagle is learning how to fly, I mean, they start, they start by flapping their wings, right? And then after flapping them really hard, they eventually lift up. And maybe it takes them a few tries to, to really get off the ground. But once they do, well, their wings, whoosh, it catches the current of the air. 
And they just begin to soar. That's how it's supposed to be with us. When we begin following Jesus, we're kind of like eagles spreading our wings, and we're just really working at it. And we feel like we're just flapping and flapping, but eventually we catch this current of air, and we soar. And the Holy Spirit, it becomes the power, the power behind everything we do. My friends, living by the Holy Spirit is about inviting the Spirit into our daily battles, into our daily battles for whatever desires are coming against us. It's about following the Spirit who wants to lead us in the way of Jesus. It means inviting this transforming work of the Spirit into every, every area of our life so that the Spirit, it can lead us out of bondage and slavery and into freedom. But perhaps you're uh, with us today and you're just feeling tired and discouraged and Maybe you've been looking for freedom in all the places that culture tells us to find it, and you just feel empty. Well, I just want to say, you don't have to settle for those promises of finding fulfillment by indulging in the desires of the flesh. When you and I allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our lives, we can experience that love, power, and true freedom that can only be found through a complete dependence on God. And the Spirit wants to guide you and I to our deepest desires. So here's what I do. I want just to take a moment right now, wherever you are, and I want you to reflect on your deepest desires. What are your deepest desires? Maybe right now, if you got your smartphone, you can open up your notes app or your text app, and you can kind of say, these are my deepest desires. Or maybe right now you're feeling like something's coming to mind and, and you want to actually put it in the chat. And so I ask you, what are your deepest desires? Is it love, intimacy, health, wholeness, purpose? Go ahead, just let the Spirit right now remind you, remind you of your deepest desires. I don't know what deepest desires came to your mind. But my guess is they might not be dissimilar to some that have come to mind. Love, peace, healing, unity, joy. You know, these words paint a beautiful picture of a life and a community transformed by the power of the Spirit. A better way that leads you and I to a life of wholeness. My friends, the Holy Spirit wants to free us, to lead us out of slavery, the slavery of sin into the freedom of Jesus' way of human flourishing. For it is freedom. Freedom that Christ has set you free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Let's pray. Father God, thank you, Lord, that you knew that this journey of following you 
this journey of life, this journey of navigating a broken, fallen world that we could not accomplish on our own. That God, the sin that experience that we have separates us from you, that you knew we had needed a savior. But God, you also knew that we needed power, power beyond ourselves to live this life of freedom. So God, we are so grateful that you sent the guide, the comforter, your Holy Spirit to indwell us, your Holy Spirit to guide us, your Holy Spirit to lead us and free us. Help us, Lord, to allow that spirit to come alive. Come, Holy Spirit, come. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.